The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
Good morning. Welcome to everyone with us here in this space and joining us on live stream. Bienvenidos a todos. I'm Worship Associate Mari Magaloni Ramos, and I am joined on the chancel this morning by our Minister of Congregational Life, Reverend Laura Shenham, and our guest minister, Reverend Kevin Allen Mann. There are many folks making our service possible this morning, and we are grateful to every one of you. Our live stream team, Shu Li Ong, Eric Shackelford, and Felix Borgrafe, who are making it possible to share the service beyond these walls. Our beloved communications director and drummer extraordinaire, Jonathan Silk. Our sexton, Jose Matias Pineda. And thank you to Judy Payne for providing us with these beautiful flowers. To our head usher, Linda Messner, our wonderful choir, our musical, direct, musical director, Mark Sumner, and of course, to the remarkable master organist, Reiko Odelaine. Yes, what a remarkable community. What a blessing to be together, old friends and new. We hope all of you here and on live stream have an order of service so you can follow along in worship. And for those of you who have joined us on live stream, if you have any issues or problems, please know that someone is monitoring the chat to answer any questions you might have. A quick COVID note, masks are no longer required, but you are encouraged to wear one or do whatever you need to feel safe and comfortable. And to my left is a section against the wall marked reserved for those who want to be in a masked only section. And we know that it continues to be challenging for folks who are immunocompromised and who are at high risk to gather in person. And we are so, so happy that you have joined us today, however you can. I am very excited to introduce our guest minister, Reverend Kevin Allen Mann, whom I've had the privilege to get to know through his work with Bay Area UU BIPOC communities through DRUM. Reverend Kevin currently serves as a chaplain with Sequoia Hospice and is on the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization's Diversity Advisory Council. He completed his Master of Divinity and Master of Arts in Social Change from Star King School for the Ministry and now serves as Star King's Assistant Professor of Multicultural Chaplaincy and Community Ministries. Kevin completed his chaplaincy residency at California Pacific Medical Center in San Francisco and worked with the Shanti Project serving the emotional and practical needs of long-term survivors of the HIV AIDS pandemic. He served as community advocacy intern with the Faithful Full Street Ministry and Kevin was ordained, or ordained by the First Unitarian Church of Oakland on October 1st of this year. So, bienvenido, Reverend Kevin Allen Mann. It is the custom of this congregation to extinguish one of our candles when a dear member has died. 
This past week, Don Williams, beloved member and husband of David Jones, died peacefully in his home, surrounded by David's love. And so we will extinguish a candle for him today. Service will be on Sunday, January 28th at 2 o'clock here at the congregation. Please rise and body your spirit for opening hymn number 159, This Is My Song. Welcome, who come with weary spirit seeking rest. Who come with troubles that are too much with you, who come hurt and afraid. We bid you welcome, who come with hope in your heart. Who come with anticipation in your step, who come proud and joyous. 
We bid you welcome, who are seekers of a new faith. Who come to probe and explore, who come to learn. We bid you welcome, who enter this sacred hall as a homecoming. Who have found here room for your spirit, who find in this people a family. Whoever you are, whomever you love, whoever you call your family, wherever you are on your journey, we, we bid, bid you, you welcome. welcome. Please join me in saying the words to the chalice lighting. The words are in your order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. Good morning. My name is Linda Enger, and I'm a member of the Board of Trustees. I also sing in the choir, I serve on the Facilities Advisory Committee and the Stewardship Committee. If you have questions about any aspect of our church community, feel free to stop me during coffee hour and I'll either give you or get you a good answer. If this is your first time joining us in person or watching on live stream, thank you for joining us. If you would like to receive a copy of our weekly email newsletter, which includes a link to the order of service and Sunday live stream, you can fill out one of our yellow connections forms. The forms are on the welcome table outside the sanctuary, usually in a pew in front of you and available through a link in the order of service and video description of today's service. The order of service lists upcoming events and links to opportunities to connect. Please engage in any of the activities that interest you. But right now, I'd like to invite Cheryl Diener and Kathleen Quenneville to join me for a special announcement. <laughs> so why am I holding a stuffed pink flamingo? Because this treasure can be yours for a bargain price at the Holiday Fair Jumble Sale. <laughs> and you might notice that I've brought out my ugly Christmas sweater. Um, we are going to have an ugly sweater contest, so you might check your closets. Um, plan to attend the Holiday Fair on December 3rd after services. We're going to have Ben and Nancy's famous chili for lunch, vegetarian and non, and dessert at Ye Old Victorian Tea Room. The choir and bell choir will play. Vendors will offer unique holiday gifts, some of which I have gotten at prior holiday fairs. It will be fun for all. And not only that, but you, you, can help make our spirits bright. And I don't mean just by visiting the Holiday Pub. You could host some wreaths. You could 
help the kitchen staff. You could use your imagination and create a whole venue. To get involved, come to the Holiday Fair Committee meeting at 1230 today after services in the Kincaid Room or visit our table in the gallery. So, what day is the Holiday Fair? That's right, December 3rd, after services. We'll see you there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I also would like to call your attention to the fact that, that the Up on Top families are needing some help um, because school is closed during Thanksgiving weekend. And although some contributions have come in, we're really not going to be able to, to uh, fulfill their needs. So you can make contributions today or bring in food on Monday or Tuesday because they're going to pick it up later. Or you can give cash. So stop by the table after church and let's support them. The offering today will be taken to support the work and ministries of SPARTA. SPARTA is a group of transgender people who currently serve or have served in the military and they offer support to transgender members of the military and their families. Let's now take a few moments to greet one another. If you could turn in your hymnals to hymn 121. We have a centering hymn today. Um, and rise when you're able, and if you're able. And we're going to end each of the verses in hymn 121 today with a more inclusive set of words, and you'll see them written in your order of service. So when we get to those words, uh, if you could switch to those, that would be fabulous. So um, we'll begin with the introduction to hymn 121.
morning. So does everybody have an imagination in here? I hope so, because you're going to need it this morning, okay? So I'm going to be reading from a book. I'm not going to show you the stories. That's where your imagine, or show you the pictures. That's where your imagination is going to have to come in, okay? And it's a book, The Circles All Around Us, and it's written by Brad Montague and illustrated by Brad and Christy Montague, okay? All right. Imagine. We begin drawing one circle on the ground along each shoe. A safe little place for just one person. So imagine you're standing there in one little circle all by yourself, nice and safe. Nobody in this circle but you. You could keep that circle closed to everyone but yourself. But that would be like a library with just one book on the shelf. Kind of boring, right? So let's draw a bigger circle for you and your family to share. So think of that bigger circle extending for the family you define as family and them being in it with you. Now you see what all can happen in a circle full of care. It becomes a happier circle as more loved ones come to stay. You might see that circle starting to get pushed at the edges. And wouldn't it be better if all your friends could come to stay? So we need to draw another circle that expands to our friends, however they are defined. So you stretch and draw your circle bigger than it's ever been and let a few more people come in. And as we go through our world, our circles grow and shrink to let people in and to keep us self, our safe, ourselves safe. But there's a love that we can share by opening our circle wide. There's still so many people outside our circle. So let's draw a circle wide. Imagine if we drew a whole circle that encompassed everyone in the room. Might feel slightly uncomfortable, but we draw a bigger circle for them too. So let's not squish everybody inside. Let's make sure it's nice and comfy. It doesn't mean the circle is easy. It can get harder the more we share. But wonderful things can happen when love is known and felt everywhere. People are passing out donuts in the, in the, in the book if you want to know how you share. <laughs> As time opens, our eyes open and we see others we really care for, 
So let's think of our circle getting bigger and maybe encompassing our city, maybe encompassing the Bay Area, maybe encompassing the state. How big can our circle get? Amen. So let us create bigger circles all around us for the rest of our days. Let our caring ripple out in a million little ways. And the circles all around us, everywhere that we all go, there's a difference we can make with the love that we can show. And our circles grow and grow, maybe even beyond our world. Maybe there are circles that we don't even have to draw. They're just there. But remember, the first circle started with just the love you hold inside. We say a covenant together every week to share our promises of how we are in community. I invite you to share those words with me now. And I'd like to let our children and our families know that at the second verse of the doxology, we will go off to classes. Please join with our unison covenant. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another. into a spirit of prayer with me. Focus on your breath. Center your body, your mind, and your spirit here in this moment, now in this breath. Great spirit, known by many names, sky, earth, sun, moon, Gaia, Adonai, Jesus, Yahweh, Allah, spirit of life. You are with us in good times and in times of trouble. Hold gentle our hearts this day, for there is far too much pain, far too many cries of children, 
Far too many hearts breaking open night after night on our screens of metal and glass. We gather as a collective people of faith to proclaim loud and clear the inherent worth and dignity and sacredness of every person, of every life, of every breath. This precious thing called life that must be cared for gently and tended to with courageous love in times like this. Guide us, O God of many names, towards the freedom and liberation from all oppression everywhere. We pray, we pray that the senseless violence and the bloodshed cease immediately. We pray that those wounded, that those trapped, that those searching for loved ones they may never find, we pray they hear our voices demanding for peace, praying for peace, hoping for peace, loving for peace, organizing for peace, cultivating peace in our hearts, in our bodies, in our spirits. Forgive us for our wars. Forgive us for our greed and our blindness and our insatiable military-industrial complex. Forgive us for where we did not see the others struggle as our own. The others' humanity as our own. Forgive our stumbles in our journey towards liberation and wholeness. Transform each of us to become relevant to the diversity that surrounds us. Help us leave behind the ways of white supremacy, settler colonialism, and fear of the other that are holding us back from our dreams of beloved community. God of justice, guide us this day towards the promised land that we seek as we work towards the vision of an anti-racist, anti-oppressive, multicultural, multi-religious, Unitarian universalism where everyone is truly welcome, where everyone is truly free, where pluralism is celebrated and everyone's expression of their deepest faith is welcome, where everyone's name for God is welcome where everyone's sacred sources of text, ancestral songs, and ancient prayers are welcome, learned, and shared by all. Beloved, help us to see with clear eyes, to hear with fresh ears, to feel with hearts breaking wide open. Remind us that we have a life-saving message in our liberal religious identity. May our Unitarian Universalist communities be a safe harbor in this storm of interlocking oppressions. May we be a safe haven for our lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer community. May we be a sanctuary from the sins of settler colonialism. May we be a refuge from both anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. 
May we be a people of faith that stands up to the ongoing legacies of colonialism, racism, sexism, ableism, homophobia, transphobia. May we be unafraid to be who our faith calls us to be. May we be the people, the church, and the faith that our greatest values of universal love and universal peace call us to be. May the peace we cultivate ripple out in all the directions. May the peace we seek start with us. For friends, our liberation is bound to one another. May this always be so. Amen and blessed be. A Network of Mutuality by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. There are some things in our society, in our social system, to which all of us 
ought to be maladjusted. Hatred and bitterness can never cure the disease of fear. Only love can do that. We must evolve for all human conflict a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. Before it is too late, we must narrow the gapping chasm between our proclamations of peace and our lowly deeds which perpetuate and precipitate war. One day, we must come to see that peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. We must pursue peaceful ends through peaceful means. We shall hew out of a mountain of despair, a stone of hope. And now the offering will be given and gratefully received.
Good morning, First Unitarian Universalist Society of San Francisco. It is such an honor and a privilege to preach at this historic church, to preach at this historic pulpit. I graduated from Star King School for the Ministry in 2016, and I also interned at the Faithful Fools Street Ministry, which your church was instrumental in founding and developing. I remember how sacred our street retreats often felt here on the steps of your church. I remember what it was like to just sleep feet away from Star King himself. Reverend John Burens reminded me that next year will mark 200 years since Star King's birth. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart continue his legacy of liberation and love for all people. Black civil rights icon John Lewis called us to not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. Our struggle is the struggle of a lifetime. Never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. John Lewis's call to get in good trouble reminds me of the best that we can be as Unitarian Universalists. As we struggle to bend the arc towards justice, as we strive to dismantle white supremacy in all its forms, as we forge transformative solidarity with all oppressed people yearning to be free. Being a Unitarian Universalist means being part of something bigger than oneself, with a long-term vision for a world and a faith that does not yet exist. Being a member of this society means doing the hard internal and external work to challenge oppression in all its forms within, among, and then reaching out beyond our society walls. As a liberal religious faith movement, we are committed to be shelters in this storm attacking the most vulnerable among us. We covenant to build the beloved community from the margins, to leave no one behind, and to be safe harbors in these tumultuous times. As our world is rocked by wave after wave, crisis after crisis, it helps to know there are sanctuaries of justice and vital safe space, especially for those of us on the margins those of us who are part of the LGBT community, those of us who are black, indigenous, people of color, those of us who are multi-religious, those of us who may have both Israeli and Palestinian loved ones. We in this church love and celebrate and hold the complexities of all the identities that you carry with you. 
I deeply love our radically inclusive, justice-centered, and spiritually alive Unitarian Universalist faith. When I came out of the closet at 17 years old, the Filipino Catholic faith of my youth was no longer able to serve me. I began searching for something more, something deeper to hold me and ground me from the core places of my being. I was searching for something that said, yes, I am worthy, I am loved, I am sacred. Something that said, yes, my queer Filipino American identity is worthy, is loved, is sacred. I needed a universalist faith that believed I wasn't inherently broken or a sinner. I needed a faith whose love was wide enough to speak to the depth and breadth of all the spiritual traditions that I carry and that my ancestors carry with me. I yearned for a church whose theological diversity and pluralism knew no borders and was not bound by a single source of scripture or sacred text. I needed a faith to teach me how to make my own altars, how to pray my own prayers, how to sing songs with integrity. Unitarian Universalism saved me at a time in my life I needed saving. As a queer brown youth searching for community, for collective liberation and for accountable solidarity, my life was never the same after finding this faith that I love so much. After 20 years of being a Unitarian Universalist, I have been transformed. And as you heard Mari say earlier on October 1st, this past month, on the first day of Filipino American History Month, and LGBTQ History Month. I was ordained at the First Unitarian Church of Oakland. Yes. I've dedicated my life to our movement and I can't imagine it any other way. According to the American Civil Liberties Union, there are almost 500 anti-LGBTQ bills in the United States legislature right now. 500. Every day it feels like a new assault. The conservative Supreme Court has gutted sacred protections we've had for decades around reproductive freedom, affirmative action, and LGBTQ rights. Climate change, global war in Ukraine, the humanitarian crisis in Palestine, genocide in the Middle East. My heart is breaking open every day, and I could not imagine a better place to break my heart open than with our Unitarian Universalist communities, where I can gather and find my center, restore my balance, gain strength from our community of faith and love, and most importantly, remember that I am not alone in my grief. I am not alone in my sorrow. I am not alone in my quest for collective solidarity and liberation among all people. Recognizing the unity and diversity is one of our greatest strengths as you use.
We've done great work over the past 30 years around LGBTQ inclusivity. Across all the denominations, we have the highest percentages of LGBTQ ministers, LGBT acceptance rates, and a nationally recognized track record of organizing our communities for LGBTQ equality. While I am incredibly proud of all this progress, it hurts to say that we as a faith community are not in the same place when it comes to our racial justice work. Most of our churches do not reflect the diversity of the communities we seek to serve. Too often, racial and class privilege hold us back from our dreams of beloved community. To become the anti-racist, anti-oppressive, multicultural church we know we are called to be, we have some work to do, my friends. How do we take the concept of beloved community and anti-racism out of our heads, out of the textbooks, and really embody it into a transformative practice that informs our day-to-day -day lives? Many black, native, and immigrant communities come to church week after week because we seek refuge and sanctuary in the midst of an America drowning in the sins of white supremacy, settler colonialism, and marginalization, and fear of the other. By no means have we ever promised to be a perfect faith, and we will fall, we will stumble, and make mistakes in this journey towards wholeness. We will strive for forgiveness and reconciliation. We will reach out in covenant and promise to work towards being in right relationship with one another. This is hard work. The work of a lifetime, as John Lewis calls it. So let us proclaim loud and proud, right here, right now, a welcome of beloved community that says, come, whoever you are, we love you just the way you are. Bring everything, bring all your identities, all your oppressions, all your struggles, all your yearnings to be free, all your wounds and scars and tears. We will hold them here. Come, we are willing to be changed by what you bring. We have so much to learn together. Let us co-create a new story, a new multicultural chapter in personal and congregational life, something fresh that has not yet been done before. Let us reach across to allies we've never had, cultures we do not know, faith expressions we have not yet experienced. It will be scary and awkward, and we will make mistakes. But hand in hand, fist to fist, leaving behind the individualism of the past and moving towards that vision of beloved community that Dr. King talked about all those years ago. If we have this type of welcome, friends, it is asking us to leave behind the ways of white supremacy no longer serving us. It is asking us to grapple with the pains of whatever religious trauma that we have, that we may have, that caused many of us to flock to this temple of liberal sanctuary in the first place. 
It's asking us to be vulnerable and to be willing to change some hard-worn patterns that we've held onto for a long time. It's asking us to remember, as Reverend Laura's story reminded us, that in widening the circle, it is from the margins that the circle expands to include more and more people in the circle of our love. In the book, Mistakes and Miracles, by Reverend Nancy Palmer Jones and Karen Lynn, white minister, Reverend Fred Muir, Minister Emeritus of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Annapolis, Maryland, for over 30 years, talks about his experience of our faith's struggle towards anti-racist, multicultural, beloved community. Reverend Muir says, Unitarian Universalism worship is still stuck in an old white Protestant model an intellectual sermon, European white dead man music, and then the choir singing. There's some folks, that's all they want. They don't ever want to hear God. They never want to hear Jesus. They never want to hear scripture. They never want to hear anything else. They come from that you, you, humanistic point of view, and that's all that some people ever want to hear. In our often humanistic, leaning UU communities, my question is how can we be more inclusive and widen the circle to include more spiritual expressions that speak to people of color and religious language that nourishes and heals our souls, that speaks towards our deepest truths, that speaks to us in diverse styles of music and sacred text from black, indigenous, and people of color. I think of my mother and of your mother, Mari, and how they would feel about our Unitarian Universalist churches. As we forge solidarity among the oppressed and the privileged, we must learn that the only way to survive is together. We must learn what indigenous Australian activist Lilia Watson tells us, that our liberation is bound to one another. Our liberation is bound to one another. No, we are not alone in our seeking for life-saving liberal religion. No, we are not alone in our quest for liberation among all people, all places, all races, all genders, all sexual orientations, all nations, and all creatures of the earth, sea, and sky. No, we are not isolated individuals on our own separate paths, but instead we are connected to a vast to a powerful local, national, and global network of Unitarian Universalists willing to do the hard thing, willing to get into some good trouble, necessary trouble. Our Unitarian Universalist sanctuaries must offer the world a vision of hope transformative solidarity, radical acceptance, and multicultural community that is authentic, that is true, in the face of these relentless attacks on the most vulnerable and oppressed. To dismantle white supremacy, we each have our own individual healing to do, 
then there's healing in our community, and then we can reach out beyond those church walls. We must know in our bones how to be accountable allies to one another, how to show up, how to listen more than we speak, how to ask questions that matter. We must bring privilege in proximity to oppression and be willing to be changed as we reach across the differences and divides to find what Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman called common ground. Especially now, the world needs a strong liberal religious voice at the table. San Francisco needs a strong liberal religious voice at the table. Where all are worthy, where all are loved, where justice flows down like water, like the hymn told us, where sanctuary and healing is for everyone, no matter the side of the tracks, no matter if they live in the flats or the hills, no matter who they are, who they love, or the identities they carry, where we can get ready together for the many struggles still ahead. We close with words from black minister and former UUA president, Reverend Bill Singford. He said, there is a reason that people of color have become Unitarian Universalists from the very beginning of this faith and still today. There is a fundamental hope in our values and our aspirations that speaks to persons across the boundaries of race and culture and language and economic circumstance and ability. It is the empowerment in our Unitarian legacy and the love of our universal promise that draw people to us and that keep us here. Bill Singford says it is our culture and not our theology that has been our biggest obstacle. And because that is true, our final message is a message of hope. We can change our culture if we have the will to do it. People are hungry for a liberal church that can meet them where they are. From common ground, we co-create a new anti-racist, multicultural, multi-religious story of our living tradition. We build upon the generations that came before us. We build upon the work of Reverend Thomas Starr King, called by Abraham Lincoln as the person who saved California for the Union. We build for ourselves and for the future generations not yet born. We will win our liberation together. No one left behind. No one forgotten. Amen. Kapalaran. Blessed be.